Presented by Branch Creek and Wholesale Solar. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects, your do-it-yourself dilemmas. What do you have planned? What's on the docket for 2019? Is there a project you'd like to get done? Would you like to make your home more comfortable, more energy efficient? Are you planning some decor improvements? Maybe you're looking forward to some spring updates outside, adding a deck, adding a patio, just spruce it up the place. Whatever's on your to-do list, we'd love for you to swing it over to ours by picking up the phone and calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We're kind of like your your coaches. We're your supporters. We're your uh, fan club. We're here to cheer you on, give you the tips and the advice that you need to get that job done, whether you're doing it yourself or whether you're hiring a pro. Now, speaking of hiring a pro, I had an experience, Leslie, a couple of weeks back. Yeah. And I wanted to buy a solar energy system for my home. And you would think that it should be pretty easy to do. But the problem is, I've decided, is that it's just not. It is amazing how many so-called solar experts are out there and they're using high-pressure, confusing sales tactics to kind of double-talk you into a system that is just not the right fit for you or your house. We're going to help you, because I went through this experience personally, we're going to help you cut through the tips and talk about a DIY solar option that's available now that can help you put together the perfect system for your house at a cost that's about 40 to 80% less wow, that's huge. than what those solar companies are charging. I loved, you know, sitting in on these, on these presentations because one of the advantages of being on the radio is that they don't always recognize me, you know, and as long as they don't talk much, <laughs> they don't know that they're talking to somebody who knows a little bit about how these houses get put together. And, and this guy was, was nuts. I mean, he had pitched a system for our roof. And I said, well, you know, we have this detached garage. He says, oh, we could put panels there and properly doubled the system so he could sell more to me. I'm like, that's not the way this is done. You know, you figure out what you need to put on and then you work within the available space. Just because I had a second roof didn't mean that I needed to double the number of collectors. It was stuff like that. And there was a lot, but I mean, they give you all kinds of double talk. And uh, I just figured out that there's a much better way to do it. We'll share those tips in just a bit. All right. And also ahead this hour, I know a lot of people don't think about decorating because they can't figure out how to hang the things on their walls. So, you know, before you get overwhelmed, we're going to help you out with whatever surface you plan on drilling into. We're going to share a tried and true way to secure all of those wall hangings securely and safely. And if you're a renter, did you know that your possessions may not be covered by the building's insurance? We're going to tell you how to make sure you have what you need should your home or a apartment be damaged. Plus, if you've already seen your share of slippery sidewalks and driveways, you're going to love this hour's giveaway. We've got up for grabs a supply of the new liquid entry ice melt and a one-gallon sprayer. Plus, it's chloride-free, which means it's not going to break up your concrete surfaces in the process. That package is worth 45 bucks. going out to one listener who reaches us with their call. You can reach us by phone to 888-MONEYPIT. You can post on social media or through the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. So let's get to it. That number again, 888 666-3974. Leslie, who's first? 
Nadine in Iowa has an interesting question. Your countertop has gotten noisy. Tell us what's going on. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, we had it installed, I would say, between three and five years ago. And right after we had this Corian counter installed, we started getting very sharp, loud bangs occasionally. And I mean, like somebody just shot at the house bangs. And it has been going on since we had it installed to varying degrees louder sometimes than others, but they've been out to check and can't figure it out. And, you know, I don't, It the only unusual thing that happened when they put it in was that one corner didn't want to go down, so the guy had to put his full weight on it to push it down and finally make it go go down. And my feeling is oh, something must be bound in there that every once in a while builds up enough energy to really snap. Well, that's certainly an unusual situation because countertops aren't known for their noise. You know, okay. we, get, we get squeaky floor questions. We get uh, banging pipe questions. I don't think we've ever gotten a loud countertop question. <laughs> well, I, I doubt that it's the countertop. My, I, my feeling is something might be bound in there, you know, having been caused by having the countertop put on. Well, you might be correct. And what could be happening is that you could have expansion and contraction going on either with the walls or even with the plumbing, you know, um, especially with uh, with the water being right there. When uh, a pipe heats up, it tends to expand. And if it's attached to the framing uh, very, very tightly, it will rub across that framing and it could make a, a creaking sound or a banging sound. Okay. And and I've heard that before in bathrooms and also in kitchens. Okay. The other thought is that if the countertop is bound, as you say, against part of the frame of the house and you're getting expansion and contraction, that could be the source of the sound. Although I tend to think that even though it's annoying, it probably isn't isn't really very damaging if it's one or the other of those things. No, I don't think it's damaging at all. It's just that when you have guests and their eyes get wide and they start to go for the floor, you you think maybe, I mean, it is quite loud when it does it. So you think it could possibly be plumbing. It could very well be because, you know, plumbing uh, really carries the sound. And especially if you're running a dishwasher and the hot water comes on, that could cause a noise. However, we've kind of checked that out, you know, what's on, what's running, and all of that, and that doesn't seem to come into play. What what would your suggestion be as to sleuthing this problem out? Well, I guess I would have to be sitting there staring at it, thinking about it for a long time. But um, reinstalling the countertop would probably be the best solution, although it's a boatload of work and you could potentially damage the countertop in the process. If they had to really squeeze it in, I suspect that something is a little bit too tight in its intention and it's really not designed to be pulled out. All right. Thanks so much. How do you know it's winter? Well, Ken in Wisconsin is dealing with ice and snow in the gutters. Ken, sorry you are dealing with this weather. How can we help you today? Well, what I've got is i got a ranch-style home. I put an addition on. And since I put the addition on now, when I get snow, we had the snow, I got about eight inches on the roof. But now I got a ice buildup in the gutters, and it's now backed up a little bit. And I got icicles probably four or five foot long. I'm afraid it's going to back up into the house. How do I stop that, or is there a way to get it uh, melted and get rid of it? Okay, so, so this is an addition, and it's only happening on the addition, and it's not happening on the main house? No, it's happening on the main house and the addition. Both, okay. So this is what is known as ice damming. And the reason ice dams happen is because warm air 
uh, gets up into your attic space around sort of the middle of your house because you don't have enough insulation. And then it heats the roof right above the heated space of the house. And that lets the snow melt. And then the snow washes down the roof edge until it gets to that line of about right above the exterior wall. That's when it starts to get a lot colder and starts to form ice. And then more snow melts, more ice forms. More snow melts, more ice forms. So that's what's happening. That's the reason this is happening. How can we stop this? Well, a few things. First of all, it's a good idea to take a look at your level of insulation. And in your part of the country, you really should have 15 to 20 inches of insulation, if not a bit more. Adding insulation will stop the ice dams from forming because you won't have as much water running down your roof all at once and freezing at the roof edge. The second thing that you can do is take a look at the ventilation. If you have good ventilation that goes in the soffit up under the roof sheathing and out, like, for example, at a ridge vent, again, that ventilation stops the difference in temperature across that particular area. Remember, we're holding the heat at the ceiling of the house above the insulation in a perfect world we want that to actually be the same temperature as the outside because if it is you're not going to have this disproportional melting of snow up higher on the roof and that water running down and freezing at the roof edge i'm guessing we have nothing was a problem until i put the addition on i wonder if they didn't put enough insulation in the addition and that's where i'm having an issue it may very well That's why I was trying to figure out if it happens all the way around or just the addition, because I was kind of thinking the same thing myself. Now, the other thing that you can do is, and of course you can't do it now when your your roof is full of ice, but um, there are heating coils that are designed to go at a roof edge, but it's not the solution it's 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 a temporary solution of anything and of course it's expensive to run and it's expensive to buy and install but sometimes in commercial buildings or restaurants hotels where they want to be sure that none of the ice is going to fall and hurt somebody you'll see these electric coils right above those areas for this purpose to kind of melt the ice and turn it back to water and and be done with it. So that's an opportunity for you. But again, I would rather see you put the insulation in because besides stopping the ice from forming, you're going to lower your heating costs, which are going to be astronomical if you don't have enough insulation. So take a look at the insulation, take a look at the ventilation. I think your solution lies right there. I will do that. I appreciate that advice. Good luck, Ken. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call this first weekend of the new year. What are you working on? Are you trying to get things in shape? Are you getting rid of the tree? Are you getting yourself in shape? I can't help you with that, but I can help you make the bathroom look really pretty and get you a nice skinny mirror. That's what I can contribute for the new year. <laughs> Whatever it is you're working on, give us a call. We're here to lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888 Up next, would you like to add a solar energy system to your home and spend 40 to 80% less than what typical solar companies charge? You can if you do the project yourself. We'll share the details on a site that provides the expertise and equipment to help you get it done after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. 
Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control. You can set your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to peace of mind. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself or decor dilemma at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. And if, hey, you've already seen perhaps your share of slippery sidewalks this winter, you're going to love this hour's giveaway because we've got a supply of a very cool new product called Entry Ice Melt. It's a liquid, and it comes with a one-gallon sprayer. It's going out to a listener that's drawn at random. And I like it because it's very easy to use. It's a clear liquid. It's chloride-free, so it doesn't track messes inside, and it's much safer for pets and surfaces and the planet. And speaking of surfaces, it's really great for concrete surfaces, so you're not going to be calling us in a couple of months complaining about the fact that your concrete's all busted up because you use rock salt. This is a great product, and a little goes a long way. Actually, a half gallon is equal to about 50 pounds of rock salt in terms of what it does. So you can learn more about the product at chloridefree.com. You can stock up on Amazon, but right now we're giving this de-icing bundle out to one lucky listener drawn at random. Make that you. That number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Jean has a question about her heating and cooling system. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. I have a five-year-old high-efficiency furnace with the uh, PVC pipe that comes off for the intake and the exhaust. And at the first joint, it's about a 45-degree angle. And we noticed that that joint wasn't totally sealed. But our question is we noticed that there was condensation dripping out of that joint. So if we seal it, will that condensation go into our furnace and cause damage? We're not sure what we should do with it. How old is this furnace? Five years. What's the efficiency of the furnace? In the 90s. I ask you this because some furnaces are designed to trap the condensation and pump it out. And so if you have a condensing furnace, then that might not be as much of an issue. Because what happens with those high-efficiency systems is they put the exhaust gases out at such a low temperature that they quickly turn from gas back to water, and then the, the, the moisture drains back through the vent pipe, gets caught by a condensate system, and then pumped out. So have you had it serviced this winter yet? Not this winter. Yeah, you really need to do it every year because 
you know, the, the fact that the gas burns, it burns dirty, and then you get combustion deposits on the burners, and then they can become inefficient. They're wasting money and potentially be dangerous. So I would address this with a service contractor when he comes out to do your service, which you're going to call for tomorrow, okay? You want to make sure you get that done because it's important every winter to have a heating system serviced. Okay, thank you. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You know, buying a solar energy system for your home to cut energy costs seems like it should be pretty easy to do. But the problem I found is it's just not. Now, I tried and I was shocked to find out how many of these so-called solar experts are out there, and they're using high-pressure, confusing sales tactics, and they're trying to double-talk you into systems that are just not right for you or right for the house. The pitch is nuts. They pitch you systems you can buy, systems you can lease, they pitch you power purchase agreements, tax credits, energy renewal credits. Basically, they leave you so dazed and confused, Leslie, you don't know which way to go. It's really too much. Yeah, I mean, it really is very overwhelming. That's why we're really glad that the guys from WholesaleSolar.com reached out to us. Now, these guys are straight shooters. They're experts in their fields, and they offer do-it-yourself solar systems. Yeah, I totally said it, DIY. And why not? It's really not that difficult. Now, the experienced pros over at Wholesale Solar can create a perfectly designed system with wholesale pricing that you install and save money. Their solar systems cost homeowners an average of five to $10,000, and that's 40 to 80% less than those installed systems. Now, I know some of you are thinking, there is no way that I'm climbing up a ladder to do this myself. Understood. We get it. We don't want you to be unsafe. If that's you, Wholesale Solar can also help you find a local installer that'll help, and you will still save money. I mean, look, if the thought of having a tiny electric bill every month is attractive, go to WholesaleSolar.com. Check out their informative guides. This is one of the nicest sites I've ever seen. They've got really well-done videos and guides and posts, and you can talk to one of their technicians. They're super knowledgeable. They can answer all your questions. They can help you put together a system that is perfect for your home with wholesale pricing on the quality solar equipment that you need to get the job done. Yeah, and right now they're even offering Money Pit listeners a 10% discount on the purchase of equipment. Just remember to tell them that you heard about them on the Money Pit. Plus, you may also be able to claim a 30% federal tax credit. You know, we always say you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Go to WholesaleSolar.com and then call and mention the Money Pit to get 10% off and free yourself of high electricity bills once and for all. Frank in Rhode Island is on the line with a wiring question. What's going on at your money pit? I live in a uh, colonial farmhouse, a Cape, really, and it's the oldest house in Chapach. It was built in 1753 by a Revolutionary War patriot, and I'm having a problem with radio interference. Historically, there seems to be three overlays of wiring there. There's the old knob and tube. There's... Uh, some cable, there's some something recently that was put in, and, and I know even more recent than that, it was modified, the panel was modified, so we can put a uh, electric stove in here. Uh, and if it's a wiring issue, I'm not sure it is. I have three radios, and one of them is um, a battery-powered radio, and it's still getting this interference. Uh, it started about two months ago. And um, it seems to me more on 
the AM dial, but at certain times it's on both dials. The first thing I would suspect is it has something to do with grounding that has gone bad. Um, perhaps the grounding for your main electric panel would be a place to start. Because usually it's grounding or shielding that when you get a bad ground that it causes that kind of a static. But I think the first thing you need to do is make sure that, it's, that it's, it isn't something, in fact, in the house and not something that's caused um, by an outside source. So I would pay attention to the quality of the signal. Maybe if you choose one station uh, to compare to and you try that uh, in the house and out of the house uh, in the car and, and see if it really is getting worse around the house. And then if that's the case, I suspect it might have something to do with the grounding at your main electric panel. Makes a lot of sense, and I thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, have you ever wanted to hang a picture or even some sort of wall art, but you weren't exactly sure what kind of wall you'd be nailing into? Or what kind of picture-hanging hardware would make sure that project doesn't come crashing down? I mean, most importantly, right? <laughs> That's right. We're going to share a tried-and-true way to secure your wall hanging safely after this. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Money Pit is presented by Train. Inside the Train Testing Facility, they test their heating and cooling products in the harshest conditions found in nature, all to ensure their products can run through anything. That's why it's hard to stop a train. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now. We're here to help you with your home improvement projects at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Dot in Wisconsin, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I was wondering which would be the best paint 
to paint on the outside of the house on the windows and the door trim that would last a long time and it would weather properly. Dot, what is the condition of the uh, trim right now on the doors and windows? Is it flaky? Uh, not very good. Okay. So what you have to do first, Dot, is get rid of the old paint. You've got to sand that or wire brush that because you cannot put good paint over bad paint, if that makes sense. And once you've got that uh, sanded and the loose paint is removed, the next thing to do, uh, the best thing to do would be to apply a primer, which is a type of paint that sort of provides provides the adhesion and the coverage. So you put the primer coat on first, then you put the exterior paint over that. And it doesn't really matter so much to me what type of exterior paint you choose as long as it's a name manufacturer, but I do want to see you remove the loose paint, Put the primer on next, and then put the top coat over that, and that will give you the best setup for a long-lasting paint job. Done well, your paint project should last you easily five to eight years. Dot, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. It's not unusual to hit a wall, so to speak, somewhere between actually framing a picture and then putting it on the wall. That's right. Hanging pictures can be daunting, especially if they're heavy. But no matter what surface you're drilling into, there's a tried and true way to secure your wall hanging safely. Here to tell us more is this old house general contractor, Tom Silva. Hey, Tom. Hi, guys. Nice to be here. Thanks for hanging around with us. Sorry, couldn't resist. Oh, that's a good one, Tom. (laughs) You know, there's so many types of walls out there, from exposed brick to traditional drywall to surfaces that are covered in tile. How does the material drive what you actually use to hang the picture? Well, the fastener, as as you may think, is probably the most important part when you want to hang a fit a picture. You don't want that picture falling down. Uh, so you got to think about uh, whether it's going to be a nail, whether it's going to be a screw, a toggle, a moggle, a molly, or whatever you want to call it. Right. But it's got to be able to hang the picture that you want. Now, there's always a difference between um, where you want the picture and where the picture ends up yeah. <laughs> on the wall sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, any tricks of the trade for getting that picture aligned properly? Well, eyeballing it is uh, is pretty good if you have an eye for it, right? Uh, but most people don't. So, uh, marking it with a level, positioning them on the wall, with uh, uh, first having a couple of people hold them, say, "Do I like them there? Is too high, too low?" But you got to get them right, and then you got to then figure out the distance from the cable or the hook. Uh, to the pin that you want to put on the wall. Maybe even mark it off with painter's tape or something like painter's that. Painter's tape is a great way to do it. Now, let's talk about some of the fastening options. The easiest, of course, would be if you're dealing with drywall, unless the picture is very heavy, correct? Right. I mean, if you're dealing with drywall, you can use a small brad, you know, like a one-inch brad, and just put it on like a 40, 45-degree angle and drop the picture on that. Now, if you need something heavier, they have the plastic inserts that you drill a hole and you drive it into the wall and then you put your screw into that and leave it sticking out so the picture will hang on that. And that actually expands a little bit and, and holds yeah, it tight Yeah, as the, the screw wall. goes in, it drives in. They also have a plastic or a metal one that you can screw into the wall. It actually screws into the drywall and then the screw goes into the in center of that. And so that's another way to... Have you seen this fastener called the monkey hook? Where it pushes like a hook and it pushes into the wall and it sort of goes yeah, up behind it's it. A, it's it. a fine wire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I tried it with a paper clip. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about plaster? You work on lots of old houses. 
plaster is obviously very delicate, especially as the older it gets, it starts to separate from the lath that's behind it. How would you approach the project differently if it was a plaster wall? Yeah, the old hus hair and lath plaster, yeah. it, it is brittle. You're right. Uh, well, you know, sometimes if you're lucky and the pitcher is small enough, you can draw, take a small drill bit and drill a hole where you think you want to put the hanger. And with a, if you can hit a lath, you may be able to use a small enough screw, but you want to pre-drill it because you don't want to split the lath. Because the lath is wood, so you're actually grabbing a little piece of wood behind the plaster. Right, and the lath is quarter to three-eighths of an inch yeah. thick, so it's strong enough for a pitcher unless you've got a heavy pitcher, and then you got to think about a fastener that's going to go through the wall and grab behind the lath. That would be some type of a... Mirror or something like that, maybe? Yeah, heavy mirror. Yeah. Heavy mirror, obviously. They have expanding anchors and also... Uh, Hollow wall anchors that are, are good for those, too. Now sometimes you absolutely positively have to just find that stud, correct? Yeah. I mean, if you've got a valuable pitcher or a big mirror with a wonderful frame on it, you want to make sure that sucker's not coming down. Now, what about masonry if you happen to have the need to drill into brick or stone? How would you approach that? Well, masonry anchors, they have all kinds of masonry anchors that you can uh, attach to. I mean, let's face it, we attach structure to masonry walls. So they have them, light duty, small duty, and you can go to your home center and pick out. You can spend an hour in there just trying to find a fastener that will do it. But they're all labeled for what they are good for, drywall, masonry. You don't need anything too big. I've seen these masonry screws that come actually with a drill bit included in the package, so you yep. know just what to use. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Let's talk about really heavy objects, molly bolts. They kind of combine the ease of the expansion of the plastic anchor with a lot more strength, correct? A, a molly bolt is like a spring-loaded system that when you drill a hole, you drill a hole, you pop the, the molly bolt through the hole with the screw on it. Pop it in, the, the spring will open up inside the wall, you pull back on it, and then you can tighten it right in. They also have a one that's on a plastic strip that's right. a molly, and it's called a snap tie. You drill the same hole, you pull it in, you pull back on the snap tie, and screw it in. They're pretty quick. I like them. Well, clearly there's a fastener for every project. you got to pick the right one, and we can do that now with your help. Thank you so much. Tom Silva from TV's This Old House. Always nice to be here. All right, catch the current season of This Old House and ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. Up next, if you rent a home or apartment, did you know that your possessions may not be covered in the event of a fire or another emergency? We'll tell you what you need to know to make sure your stuff is actually protected after this. You live in a body pit. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Do you need help with a project at your house? Whether it's carpentry, masonry, HVAC, plumbing, or landscaping, the crew from Ask This Old House is ready to lend a hand. Just go to thisoldhouse.com to submit your question. Then, watch Ask This Old House on your local public television station. You'll get expert advice from the most trusted team in home improvement. Tune in to Ask This Old House every week on PBS. My family's well-being is what I'm all about. 
And now with Caseda by Lutron, I've got that peace of mind. Caseda is a smart home lighting system I control from my phone. It's like magic. I was out of town last week and had set the porch lights to come on at dusk. So my family felt safe, like I was there. Caseda by Lutron. Simple to use, simple to set up. Discover how Caseda smart lighting controls can upgrade your life at casedawireless.com. Welcome home to peace of mind. Inside the train testing facility, our heating and cooling products are put through 16 weeks of extreme temperature fluctuations to simulate five years of wear and tear. But these aren't just seasonal shifts. Inside the lab, it fluctuates between 150 degrees one day to sub-zero temperatures and layers of snow the next. Then back to hot, then back to cold. Then hot and cold. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And we didn't even get through the first month. We test so it runs. That's why it's hard to stop a train. Outdoor concrete projects are quick and easy with quickcrete fast-setting concrete mix in the red bag. Great for setting fence posts, mailbox posts, deck footings, or even a small slab. Quickcrete fast-setting concrete in the red bag makes setting posts quick and easy. There's no mixing. Just pour the dry mix into the hole and soak with water. It sets hard in 20 to 40 minutes. It's that quick and that easy. You'll find Quickcrete fast-setting concrete mix at hardware stores. Look for it in the red bag. You've been hearing us talk about how wholesale solar is making solar affordable for every home, especially when you do the project yourself. Well, right now, our friends at WholesaleSolar.com are offering a 12-panel solar kit for less than $5,000 or just $72 a month when you finance. This means that in three to five years, your system will be fully paid for, so you know your return on investment kicks in fast. This is not a lease, so your savings are real. Save as much as $70 a month off your electric bill, $1,400 off your federal income tax bill, and increase your home's resale value. And if you mention the Money Pit, they'll throw in free freight shipping. These guys are 100% employee-owned and want to help you gain your energy independence. Their five-star support will give you the confidence you need to knock it out in no time. Check out their website to learn more about DIY Solar and see other homeowners that did it too. Visit WholesaleSolar.com. That's WholesaleSolar.com. And remember to mention the Money Pit for free shipping. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What project is on your to-do list for 2019? We'd love to hear about it. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question. And this hour, you might just win a great product because we're giving away a product called Entry. Now, this is an ice melt product, and it's designed to melt ice and snow super fast and prevent it from refreezing to temperatures well down below zero degrees Fahrenheit. It kind of reminds me of the product that you see that the municipalities and the state put on the roads to stop the ice from forming. It's a clear liquid. It makes me feel like I work at the airport and I'm de-icing your plane. Like yeah, it's right? amazing. <laughs> if, if the sprayer was only slightly more powerful, then I would actually feel like I were de-icing a plane. I mean, it's really amazing that this clear liquid is chloride free. So it works fantastically well without making a sort of a mess of the inside of your house. It's safer for your pets. It's not going to pock all the surface of the concrete outside and it's great for the planet. Yeah. And a little goes a long way. A half gallon of the entry product covers as much surface as 50 pounds of rock salt and other granular de-icers. You can pick it up on Amazon or you can check out their website at chloridefree.com. But this hour, we've got a bundle going out to one listener drawn at random. 
It's worth like 45 bucks. So pick up the phone. Why not make it you? The number again is 888 Money Pit. Richard, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, uh, what I've got is an older house and in the bathroom where the faucet comes out of the, the system. There's a stopper there that engages the shower, all right, when uh, you, it's worn out. And I went to try to change that spout, but I put a large uh, uh, pipe wrench on it, and it didn't move very good. And I was afraid that behind the, the system there is copper pipe, and I was afraid to pinch that pipe and cause a leak behind the wall. So I quit. So I don't know, do I have to tear the wall uh, open on the back side to get a hold of it so I can do that? That's the way the job's usually done, yes. What's on the back side? Is it having to be a closet or something like that where you don't care so much what it looks like? Well, no, it's, a, it's an insert where the toilet is. Oh, okay. But it's just a, a small little tag wall there. And I was wondering if I had to take the, the sheetrock off of that to get make sure I had a firm grip on that before I... You know, working from an open stud bay like that is really the best way to do this. And anything else is going to leave you open to leaks and, uh, you know, probably not a happy happy end of this project. So I, I think removing the wall and cutting it open and, and properly reseaming it is probably the best way to go. That settles that in my mind, and I thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, from all the cooking that goes on to space heaters to roaring fireplaces, winter, it turns out, is the time of year when fire is most likely to break out in your home. Now, prevention is the first priority, but if a blaze does break out in your space, you want to be sure that you've got the right insurance to cover your belongings that are damaged or ruined. Now, if you own a home, most homeowners policies are going to cover this, but... If you're a renter, there's a good chance your belongings are not covered by the landlord's insurance policy. And that's why renters need to have their own tenant's contents insurance. Now, the great thing about contents insurance is that it covers more than just fire damage. Most policies protect your possessions against 16 different causes, and they range from the usual suspects like fire to theft to unlikely catastrophes like explosions. And the best news, renters' content insurance can be purchased for as little as 10 bucks a month. It's a very small price to pay for making sure your stuff is covered. So if you are a renter, make sure you have contents insurance so that your stuff stays protected. Judy in Arkansas is on the line with a floor that's coming apart. Tell us what's happening. Well, it's been down about 13 years. It's like a $5,000 floor is what it costs. us. It's a 1,000-square-foot room. It's Pergo. We have some seams that have kind of bubbled up a little bit. Is there any way to fix this? I don't intend to replace it, okay? So you say the seams have bubbled up on laminate floor, so they're pressing together and sort of pushing up? Yeah, just a little bit. Um uh, I have some extra boxes out there, but not enough to fix all of it. Yeah, if that's happening on a, if that's happening on a wide scale basis, then I suspect something was done incorrectly in in the installation. A couple of things to remember about laminate floor. First of all, the floor that it goes down on top of has to be pretty flat. It's got a very low tolerance to uh, to floors that are that are even the least bit out of level that have any kind of of, of bumps or rolls in it. Secondly, if it's put on too tight. Uh, so that it doesn't have enough room to expand and contract, then you can see that floors will will buckle up. They'll press in because they're expanding, and they'll push up and have those seams come apart. So those are the things that you really need to look into with this. I would get your contractor back um, and have them address this because that definitely should not have happened uh, once that floor was put down. Even 13 or 14 years out? Definitely shouldn't have happened. Do you think it'd be like moisture? And it could be. It could be moisture-related. Have you had an excessive amount of moisture uh, recently Where when this started to happen? No. Uh-uh. 
not at all. Yeah, but it could just be consistent moisture from, you know, the hydroscopic nature of the concrete over time. Yeah, it could be. Well, and the house is about 30 years old. How long ago did it start to come up? It's been going on. You know, we've been noticing spots off and on for a while. Well, Leslie's correct. It could very well be moisture related if it's going if it's that frequent and it laid down flat for the you know for all the other years up to that. Okay, and there's nothing else I can do. No, you can't fix something like that, Judy. Unfortunately, you have to replace it. But what I would do if I replaced it, I would be very careful about measuring the moisture in the concrete and make sure it's not wetter than what the manufacturers allow. And secondly, I'll give you a trick of the trade, which is that even though the laminate floors today are locked together type pieces, you can add glue to those seams as well, and that gives you a more permanent protection against this happening again. Okay, well, thank you. You're welcome, Judy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Up next, are you dealing with some areas of stretched carpeting and wondering if you can fix it? We're going to share the most likely cause of that saggy carpet and talk you through the steps to get it back in shape after this. You live in a body pit. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone right now and give us a call with your home improvement questions, your do-it-yourself dilemmas, your decor questions at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You can also post those questions to the Money Pit's Facebook page or on moneypit.com. And that's what Ashley did. And Ashley is uh, buying a new, very old home. that old. She said, we just purchased a 1960s old home with a full basement. The previous owners installed carpet on top of what looks like a quarter-inch cement board, which is on top of those old asbestos tiles. We'd like to install ceramic tile, but don't know where to begin with all these layers to deal with. First of all, adhering ceramic tile to a solid floor is really important, and the assembly that you describe gives me a few concerns. I mean, the best approach, if you really want that tile, is to remove the cement board and then properly, and I underscore properly remove the asbestos tile, which means it has to be done by a pro, and then you'd adhere the ceramic tile to the original floor. But that is a ton of work, Ashley, and it's also going to be really expensive. Plus, why do you want to use ceramic tile? I mean, on a basement floor, it's going to be ice cold. Freezing. I think a much better and far less expensive alternative would be to leave that cement board in place and then add a laminate floor or maybe an engineered vinyl extruded product, an EVP floor or an engineered hardwood floor on top of that. These are all good products that are available for basements and rated for basement dampness areas. Um, and you're going to find that there's so many varieties, especially if you look, if you like the tile look, there's going to be laminate that looks just like tile, by the way. We've had a laminate floor in our kitchen for years, and, and our laminate looks like stone, and it really is very well done. So there's a lot of options that would save you a lot more money than what you're thinking you need to do. And I strongly suggest that you uh, look into the laminates, the EVPs, or the engineered hardwood products uh, for the basement and forget your, uh, your idea of doing the tile. Do the tile upstairs. Don't do it in the basement. No, you'd be freezing. And the best part of using a laminate or something similar in the basement area is you can still use area rugs to sort of cozy things up and make it a usable space without feeling so cold, which sometimes basements just tend to be very, very, very chilly. All right, next up, we've got a post here from Patricia in Boynton Beach, Florida. Now, Patricia writes, the carpet in our home is becoming loose and wrinkled. We're wondering what happened and whether it can be fixed. Any ideas? 
Yeah, you know, the reason that carpets stretch, there's actually a number of reasons. First of all, it could just be poor installation, right, that it was not properly stretched when it was first put down. But it's more than likely that the padding underneath the carpet has deteriorated over time. And as the padding loses its ability to support the carpet, the carpet tends to stretch. And then when you walk out over it, because it's loose, you kind of tend to pull it every time you take a step, right? And then eventually it just gets really saggy and looks just absolutely terrible. So your options um, would be to try to restretch that carpet. If, you know, it turns out the padding's not so bad, you might be able to get away with that. But you can only do it once. If it doesn't work that time, you're really going to have to take it up and replace it. And you know what, Patricia? I wouldn't be afraid of replacing it in the long run because you can find a carpet that has a much better fiber, that's more wearable, that's easier to clean, and so many great choices with a wide range of pricing. You'll find something that works really well for you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you for spending this part of your day with us in this brand new year, doing some brand new planning on projects that you want to get done and problems you want to fix around your house. We're going to be here for you every step of the way. But uh, if you've got some ideas about things you'd like to tackle, you can reach out to us 24-7 at 888 Pit or post a question on one of our social media pages or on our community page at moneypit.com. We'd love to hear from you and help uh, share some knowledge that will help you get that job done quickly, effectively, and save some money in the process. But for now, that's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 